spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. Yes, a happy Tuesday. Not a great news story at all. A very sad news story. Uh, we're all, you know, kind of wondering what happened here. And you have four Americans who travel over to Mexico Two get killed uh, Two are they back in America? Two are back they're, in America. Yeah, they're back in America. Yeah. The, the two unfortunate people who lost their lives. The lady who went there to get a tummy tuck is alive, is alive and fine. And the right. other person is injured, but back in America. The other two, they have their families have to request their bodies. Yeah. Uh, we've told you, if you're just joining us, that uh, the part of Mexico they went into, uh, Metamoros, top five most dangerous cities in the in the world. Yep, in and around there, uh, Ciudad Victoria, uh, all the, the this area across from Brownsville is essentially a no go zone. Top five most dangerous city in the world, and you go there. Doesn't matter what you go there for, but to go for a tummy tuck. And to bring your friends with you and to not do research and to not think ahead of, I wonder if this is a safe part of Mexico, is to me, and you got five kids, by the way. This woman had five kids. Five kids. So a lot of the talk has been about medical procedures and medical tourism. And when you can go to Mexico, yes, you can save a lot of money. Uh, But if you go to a certain part of Mexico, guess what? You'll get killed. Yeah, there's a very good chance that something's going to happen to you. Now, it may not be death, but it could be robbery. Yeah. It could be rape. It could be, you know, you're going to get, sh- even if it's not the criminals, you may get shook down by the federales. You, you very well You could. are going into a place where you are outgunned and outnumbered and you are a mark. So either they didn't do their research uh, or they just knew that it was dangerous and rolled the dice. Maybe they didn't know how. The, I don't think they took anything seriously. No, I think they did the research on the tummy tuck. I did that, but, but they didn't do the research on the city they were going to. They thought, ah, uh, they're overplaying it. They're, it's not really like that. I mean, they did the stuff that, you know, people say, it'll be a great story to tell everybody. They're overplaying. the. Whole, it, that's what they did. This, I'm telling you, I, I have a sense that they, because the, the way that their mother uh, talks about it is like, she was worried and they kept saying, we're going to be fine. And she didn't want him to go. No. No. She didn't. She talked to him. 15 minutes before Don't the go. shooting happened, and then that was it. They hadn't heard from her for a while. Right. So, what about this medical tourism? A lot of Americans do it. Mexico is the second most popular destination for medical tourism globally, according to Patients Without Borders. That's an international healthcare consulting company. That group estimates up to 3 million people travel to Mexico every year to take advantage of inexpensive treatments. Americans can save between 40 and 60 percent on common medical procedures. But of course, they're also taking risks because these clinics are not held to U.S. standards. That's true. You know, we took some phone calls on this during Five Spot today. We do it at 4.15 every day. We put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about, and certainly this. Uh, Robert said he went for dental work. He saved 35 grand. Yeah. That's how much money he saved by going to Mexico. And his doctor went to where? Harvard. He, that's right. Yeah. So, but he also, I don't remember the exact part. He went to a, a safer part of Mexico. Yeah. Well, they went right across from Yuma. They went right across from Yuma. Right. And like I was, we were talking earlier about the dentist I was looking at. They were giving you the prices. In Mexico. They're nothing compared to here. Right. And the other side of it is they'll pick you up. 
on the other side of the border here in America. They'll take you across. You'll do all the stuff right there. They showed their their facility is state of the art and it's it's beautiful. And they'll bring you back. Every time you cross into Mexico, the very first thing you're more likely to see is either a pharmacy or a clinic offering some kind of service to Americans who are looking for a cheaper option to for healthcare south of the border. Typically in this part of the country in Mexico, in Tamaulipas, you will find dentist uh, services. That is the most common. The uh, cosmetic surgery, the uh, weight control procedures are typically done in larger cities where they have larger hospitals because they require more uh, care after the treatment. All right. That's Gustavo Valdez Wiseman. Who is this again? He is a uh, CNN and Espanol correspondent. Okay. So basically what he's saying is as soon as you cross the border, there's going to be a place to get your teeth fixed. You're not going to drive an hour. You're not going to drive a half an hour. And they do that for a reason. Now, maybe... In the part of Mexico that they went to, Montemoros, it didn't matter. Well, that's the city you first come into. As soon as they went over the border, they got mauled. And that's why this was a mistaken identity. Right. This was a thing where they thought they were potentially a rival gang of Haitian drug dealers, which they've been, you know, apparently worried about. And so because of that, they were targeted. That's why, because if these were really Haitian drug dealers, they'd have killed them all. Yeah. They would have tortured. But instead, what they do, they took one to the hospital. And turn the other ones over to the morgue, and they release the other one. Oh, gosh. Because they knew, whoa, this is not what we were looking for. No. You know what is is interesting to me is that this happens, and now apparently every place in Mexico is dangerous. Now they're saying Rocky Point, Arizona's beach, Rocky Point. Uh, what did they, they said, please reconsider uh, travel safety. Please reconsider. Why? So we're just going to be scared of Mexico now? And even uh, even Rocky Point, that is fairly safe, by Arizona's the way. Arizona's Beach. I go there all the time. I just got back there. We went this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so so something that happens like 2,000 miles away. Now Rocky Point is dangerous? Because you see all the little TV shows. Well, they, got, they got, is Rocky Point safe? Is Rocky Point dangerous? People are going to Rocky Point uh, for March vacation. And, and we've got the FBI saying, please reconsider. Why? Well, I think part of it is you've got... Tons of kids ready for spring break. Okay. The other side of it is you are sending a message to Mexico. You is that what it's tu- about? Yeah, I think some of it is. You want our tourist box, but you can't keep our tourists safe. This isn't a one-off scenario uh, uh, when it comes to there's been more than a few mistaken identities. Plus, you've got fentanyl rolling through here that are mm-hmm. killing hundreds of thousands of people over the last several years. But they uh, went poisoning. into one of the most dangerous parts of the world. Yeah. That our State Department won't even send their people. Right. The thing about that. But now every other part of Mexico, like if you're going to Cabo, should you not go to Cabo now? Well, you've got to say something. That's the other thing. You can't just say, uh, you know, you've got to come out and say. But I think some of it is a message. And I think some of it is also a warning because you'd have to come out and say something. If you're going to go down to anywhere into any country in the world, know their laws. Number one. Right. And also know what the risks are, even if it's like, I'm not worried about being kidnapped or murdered, but am I worried about being shook down? When I went to London 
first few times I went to London as a kid, they warned us about the IRA, the bombings, because this was the, you know, the 70s and 80s, you know, uh, there there was this big stuff. They warned us about places we should and shouldn't go and things uh, no different than today. And there were other times, too, when, you know, when I got older with London, they would tell you, you tell the tourists, hey, they're going to try to get you to go to like uh, this nightclub upstairs. And what happens is they get you to go to this nightclub upstairs. You get up there. They sell you an orange juice, tells you it's 300 pounds. They're going to kick your butt no, and you no. end with the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are things. Shakedown happens all over the place. So, you know, hmm. it is uh, it is it, it's sad, uh, but you should do your due diligence. But you also have to have some common sense. And the common sense for this lady was she saw a great deal. The due diligence she, she, she did was based on the dollar amount and not the actual uh, representation of what potentially could happen to her. And this should also, you know. If you're dealing with Americans and you're having them come across the border, you also that side I was on was telling you all the dangers of potentially what could happen. And the risks are very minimal for for the dental thing just across from Yuma. And but it, it matters where you cross. It does. Absolutely. It absolutely matters where you cross. And crossing into this place was was, was no bueno, thing. as they would say. Yeah. It was no bueno. Coming up next is China threatening the U.S. Stick around. Um, let's talk about the breaking news from uh, Becky Lynn. So we have a new political party in the state of Arizona. That's right. All right. It's called the no. What is it? No, no labels. No labels. What are they? Don't believe in anything. What is it? No. What is it? No labels party. That's exactly what it is. They yeah. believe in nothing. No. <laughs> what it is is. And I, by the way, I just want to let you guys know, I'm a card carrying member. Get out of, of here. The no labels party. You are not. You can't be. It just now is. Well, here. They don't have cards yet. Yeah, so, but here it is. But uh, I, I started talking about them. They reached out to me a couple years ago. Oh, so it's wow. elsewhere. Yeah, it's all over. Okay. And there's 58 members of the of the caucus, uh, what they call the, essentially, it's a, it, the problem-solving caucus, where you come in and they try to make it evenly where you leave your label there. You're not a Democrat, you're Republican, you're American. How can we solve problems? It sounds uh, good. Because with labels, everybody's worried about, you know, who gets the win and they talk about it over and over again uh the you're, you're finding joe manchin was just with them last week because they're trying to get him to be their first big get as a senator to join the no labels party could you imagine what it would be like if we had no labels how awesome would that be how is this different from independent Great well, independent, here's the thing. It, this it, independent is you're still usually going to vote one way or another this whole thing is i'm not even going to declare what i am this is my platform. My platform is I'm better. But the whole point is to get more independence on to ballots. So when you don't have a strong they're, – they're building up the way you have to. To become a strong independent party, you have to have people with money behind you. Because at the end of the day, this is all about money, right? The parties give you cover. They give you money. They do a lot of different things. Uh, being an independent now means uh, if I'm an independent voter, I'm still stuck with two choices, red mm. or blue. They stink. Now you're going to be given the opportunity to see these things grow. And their whole thing is the people that they will push forward, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, because they'll get behind those, are people that are willing to work across the aisle and work more towards unity than discord. All right. So no labels. It's a new party in Arizona. Yeah. They try and tackle bipartisan policies and politics, correct? Yep. Uh, it was launched in 2010, I'm reading. Yeah. Okay. And now it's in Arizona. Here's my question. Um, if this is a new recognized party, the No Labels Party, uh, 
can well i'm trying to think this out can you vote in the primary because remember if you're an independent in arizona and you want to vote in the primary you got to request a ballot yeah okay so i don't know where this thing stands well Does anybody I think we're know find out i think we're going to find out uh when everything comes i mean it's just coming through how many people are going to run with no labels everybody it's comfortable the money's big but they'll put up their own candidates. Is that what we're saying? They're, they're going to put up some of their own candidates. They're also back candidates that are willing to work across party lines. And, you know, like, uh, so if somebody may be a Democrat, but, you know, that's why they have that caucus, which is essentially the Get Something Done caucus, uh, where they want people to, to be able to do bipartisan stuff. They point out the greatest things that we've ever done in our history that stick. All bipartisan, Social Security, uh, you know, civil rights, all of that stuff is done across stuff that gets jammed through that is party line mm. is stuff that causes discord and it never, ever really achieves the thing it wants it to achieve. New political party in Arizona called the No Labels Party. Wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. So I'm currently registered as an independent, which is called No Preference. Yes. Or other, I thought. Or other. Yeah, that's what I am, is. too. Do I automatically roll over into no labels, or is it two separate entities? It'll probably two separate entities at this moment in time. And you know what? They've they've got co-chairs here in Arizona. We should probably try to get one of them on. So I would think then if you registered as a no labels party person, yeah. okay, and they are putting up candidates, they'll they're, they're going to put up some candidates. Gatos, I would imagine that you would get sent a ballot. For the primary with no labels candidates on it, yeah. right? And yeah. that would help independents. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, give them an opportunity then, to look at somebody yeah. that is not backed by the big, you know, corporate yeah. Republicans and Democrats. Because the in, there's no independent party. No. No. There are people who are independent. There are people like me who vote for some Republicans or vote for some Democrats. Their but it's goal, not a party, right? Yeah, it's not. It's an other. Yeah. This is a party. This is a party. So what I'm about? wondering, is this better? Yes. Is no labels? Is it better if uh, if you're independent out there? And by the way, uh, if you look at the numbers in Maricopa County, independents, they they're the most voters in Maricopa Absolutely. County. Do you switch? Do you go to no labels? Is that a better kind of deal? I, I don't know yet. But in the primary, you would only get the no labels primary ballot correct oh. so you might want to you know if you really want all your choices if you stay independent you could you could request republican democrat no labels or does the green party still put up candidates i they? don't I, not everywhere i mean not everywhere they're out there though yeah, yeah. they're, they're out there but it, they, you know they, they don't put it up everywhere because remember for a lot of those smaller parties the goal is they're going to have one run one or two people and the goal is just to get on the ballot mm. uh-huh. it's not you know because they're only running one person uh-huh. so they don't have to run yeah. against somebody in the primaries well it's ask the question what's the point of putting out a new party in arizona well if we really want other if we really want to other to have a label if you will a, a home they're looking for people who are politically homeless people who are like look uh we want to get stuff done i'm not worried about whether or not you get a victory by your name I'm worried about you getting something done. I'm worried about you paying the teachers. I'm worried about you keeping crime down, fixing the homeless situation. I'm not worried about whether or not you do it and you get a check mark by your name and the lobbyists write you a check. Mm. Will cinema join this no labels party? Possible. That's an interesting question. Joe oh. Manchin was with them last week because he says they're very intriguing. 
Andrew Yee has been a big part of this. Remember him, the Yee dog, giving a, uh, trying to give out everybody money. Yeah, Yang. Yeah. Oh, Andrew Yang. Yeah, I've got Kimberly Yee. She should be a part of this. You love uh, Kimberly. Yee. Love her. She crushed everybody's she crushed soul. It. Crushed. You should make her governor mayor. Yeah. She uh, she got votes because why? Oh, she didn't say the election was rigged. Yeah. She's yeah. one of the very few Republicans that did very well. But uh, so Yang is like a lot of people have gone and they sit down with him, and it's very interesting. And the fact that Manchin has been flirting with him, I think would be a good thing too. I think I wouldn't be surprised if if Cinema does uh, does some flirting with him. Yeah, could Cinema go from being a Democrat kind of to an independent to a no labels? Yeah, which would be good. All right, think about it. if we had to vote based on the fact that we had to know who these people were rather than an R and D by their name. You just threw them all in a hat, and then you'd have to go read their bios and the things they want. Could you imagine what that would do for politics? Because mm-hmm. everybody goes D or. Yep. Yep. All right. We got a new political party. No labels party. No labels. All right. Coming up next. How long uh, do you wait uh, until you take a crazy guy down uh, who's on your plane city next to you? Stick around. The Gatos and Chad Show. Afternoons. Yeah. So there's a dude on a plane. Thank uh, God there's not snakes on a plane. Is it a United flight? Was it a United? I think Delta. it was United. He's on a plane, and he decides to stand up and tell everybody that he's going to kill you. Kill him. Um, so so just think about it. You're he in does your a seat. full monologue. <laughs> you're in your seat, and you're enjoying the flight. You've got your earbuds in. You're chilling out, or you're reading a book. And a man stands up and is very loud and is really yelling at the top of his lungs how he's going to kill everybody. Yes. Here's my question, because you're going to hear it in a second. Uh, how long do you wait to take him down? Because I, I, I think panic would would set in because you don't know what he's capable of. But also, how long do you let him scream? Here's something: take down or engage. Take down. Well, I think you engage him first, right? Just to get a sense of how crazy are you? Are uh, you really doing okay. something? All right. or are you drunk? And then. Then you go immediately into the takedown. If you if you can ascertain that this guy is uh uh you know over the top uh, ready to do whatever he thought he was going to do. All right, here's some of the audio. So where's the homeland security with the gun? Because I'm waiting for them to point the gun at me. So it's tough to hear. Where's homeland security with the gun? I'm waiting for them to take the gun and point it at me. So I can show everybody that I won't die when I take every bullet in that clip to wherever in my body they shoot it, and then I will kill every man. So where are they? Where's Homeland Security? Pull the gun. Pull the gun. Where are they? So this went on for several minutes. And the one thing that just gets me is the people, he's in a row, an aisle, if you, he's not out of the, into the middle of the, no, of no, the no, aisle. No, no. He is, he is, the, the seat that he's assigned to, he's just now standing up. And the people that are in front of him, Either, I don't get it. They're not looking at him. They're either ignoring him. They're like, oh my gosh, don't look at me. Oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to turn around? I'm just going to, one guy kept his earbuds in and just kept listening to music. And I'm like, when do you take the guy down? Because he's clearly dangerous. He's clearly not in the right mindset. I think you take him down as fast as possible. You don't let him get to a point because he had sharpened a, like a spoon into like a knife and then took a swat at, 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 at somebody. Yep. 
Investigators say about 45 minutes before the United Airlines flight from L.A. to Boston landed, Francisco Torres went into a bathroom and broke a metal spoon, turning it into a weapon, then went to an emergency exit and tried opening the door, which can't be opened mid-flight. In a confrontation with flight attendants, authorities say Torres attempted to stab one of them in the neck three times, but luckily it only hit that flight attendant's shirt collar and tie. All right, but also he was... The And again, it's such a tough situation to be in. Do you go right for him? Do yes. you sit back? No, do you, you go hope, right for him. Do you hope that he sits down and shuts up the rest of the flight? Well, first of all, you go right for him. If he's stuck inside of, a, of an area where he's not going to be able to do a lot of damage, you go right for him. Yeah. Uh, See, I think the best, the, the best way to do it is... Don't let crazy get more crazy and get crazy to get loose. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's standing up... The be- isn't the best way? Go behind him and choke him out. Well, I was Honestly. wondering, like, if he's standing up in front of me and he starts to do something like that, right. and you can tell, like, okay, is he being weird? Is he being drunk? Is it something like this? Or is this something you really need to address? See, I didn't get the drunk deal. Yeah, I didn't see. It's not alcohol. No, no, There's something alcohol, wrong but, with but this But you would have known that because, you know, I said earlier, we were joking about this. It's like, did nobody get crazy before crazy got on airplane? Well, he maybe he acted just fine before but he got you, on there. If you're behind him, you just grab him and bring him down because yeah. you know what? Once somebody makes a move, then others will join in. I don't want to make the first move. <laughs> and here's the other thing. With everybody filming, oh, do you want to make the move that's wrong? And the next thing you know, you get home, you're like, you're fired. Yeah. You're like, what? You have a free shot at the guy. Yeah, once, once you know he's the crazy, thing. then it's a free go. All right, we'll be back tomorrow at 2. Becky Lynn's up next. I'll see you, man. Later, brother.